There was a TNRT board meeting yesterday, and to talk a little bit more about what happened, well, I'm joined on the line now by the chair of the Thompson-Nicola Regional District, Ken Gillis. Ken, how are you here today? I'm well, thank you, Jeff, and yourself? Yeah, I'm doing not too bad. Thanks for asking. Uh, yeah, so there was, of course, a TNRD board meeting yesterday, a number of things on the agenda. Uh, one of the things that did stand out to me yesterday was talk about this new uh, multi-platform emergency alert system, which is set to roll out across the region starting next month. Um, you know, this uh, seems like a pretty good tool, I think, moving forward. Can you maybe tell me a little bit about this Voyant alert system and, and what it's all about? Well, I don't know a great deal about it, to be honest with you. It kind of uh, it kind of came up in the last couple of weeks, and it's simply a system that will let us know if there is, uh, you know, a, a biomedical issue that we should be aware of, or a flood, or a fire, and it will uh, automatically go to your phone. And other, you know, in that respect, I guess it's uh, sort of similar to. Uh, to a medical alert kind of thing that uh, will send a message to the hospital if you're if you're uh, in some kind of difficulty. But instead of sending a message away from you, it'll send a message to you. Yeah. So I mean, I guess how does that work now? If if there was a, you know a flood or a fire or something where you know there would have to be some kind of an evacuation or even just a notice to be on alert in case that you know the situation gets worse. How do you guys go about communicating that right now? Well, we. <laughs> We phone Radio NL. <laughs> well, um, no, we we put out a public uh, announcement, and we do it through uh, obviously through social media. We do it, and we do it through all the public media that we can possibly gain access to. And as you know, uh, it's it's hit and miss. And this will be well, I guess to a certain extent, this would be hit and miss too. But it'll go directly to individuals. Right. Yeah. Of course. Well, continue to call us here at NL. We'll do our, what we can to get it out there. But of course, not everyone's listening all the time, although I think that's a shame. I think people should be on NL 24-7, 365. So there's my little uh, plug for us there right there. I find it hard to imagine they aren't. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, a couple other things, too, that were interesting. One to me that stood out was uh, the TNRD Film Commission was looking to increase its budget by 35000 Of course, you know, the filming industry has had a, a bit of a rough go here over these last three, four months, but are looking to start ramping things up here soon-ish. Anyways, um, just what are your thoughts on, on this fact that they're looking to build a studio here for about $30,000, uh, an audio studio, I guess, from what I understand? Uh, sounds like a pretty cool initiative here. And Just what are your thoughts on, on raising the budget for the Film Commission? Yeah, we will be. I think we uh, clearly voted in favor of that. It's not in order to build anything, Jeff. It's uh, in order to fund a study that will assess the feasibility of operating a full-blown uh, film fe film uh, studio in the regional district. Okay. Now, it may be in Kamloops. It would not necessarily be in Kamloops, but it will have to be close enough. But we're talking about a 20,000-square-foot facility. The $35,000 that we approved yesterday is simply to uh, initiate a study to see if that would be a, f a feasible operation, uh, a full-fledged uh, film studio in our area, and I'm I'm really excited about it. I, we've talked about it for some time. There's been some discussion as to whether or not it would be viable, and now we're going to find out for once and for all if it would be viable. And if it would, then then I guess the real serious fundraising would start. But you mentioned the film industry, and you are quite correct. The film industry has had a, a rough time of it in the last few months. 
but the film industry is one of the few things that has been helping to uh, alleviate some of the difficulty experienced by some of our smaller communities. If they do get a film production into places like Lytton or, you know, or Cash Creek or, or particularly places like, uh, like Merritt and, and Clinton where sawmill closures have, have devastated their local economies, uh, having a film production move in there, even for the short time that they're there sometimes, is a tremendous shot in the arm. Absolutely. I know uh, we saw it here earlier in the spring, and there was a couple other projects that were on the books here this summer that uh, who knows if they're actually going to go forward now. But definitely exciting anytime you get a chance to have a, a film crew come through town. It uh, definitely brings some buzz with it, that's for sure. Um, well, yeah, so we were invited to watch one uh, some time ago. I don't know how much I'm allowed to divulge about it, so I won't divulge <laughs> any. But we were invited to watch one uh, out three or four months ago, before this, just before this broke out, actually, the COVID-19 situation. And it was fascinating, and I was overwhelmed by the amount of uh, equipment and, you know, the, the number of people that they had. There, there's a huge number of people on the set, and it's, uh, it's a, as I said, it's a wonderful injection of financial activity into any small community. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Definitely exciting, for sure. Um, and I did want to ask, too, I heard there was a motion yesterday to start broadcasting all TNRD meetings. Um, I know that this has been something that, uh, well, maybe not this specifically, we're talking about broadcasting, but I know you've been trying to meet virtually here a few times, and it's been quite frustrating for uh, a number of people on the board. Uh, you know, you get there's quite a few of you guys that do try to meet together. Um, any concerns or, uh, you know, thoughts on, on the possibility of broadcasting all TNRD meetings? Well, we had uh, we had discussions actually, Jeff, about all sorts of things in that regard, um, and what, the motion that came forward came from Director Rothenberger, and his motion essentially was that we have staff looking into the cost of live streaming our meetings, but we've got all kinds of issues to deal with right at the moment. Uh, mainly the fact that our boardroom will not accommodate all board members uh, and still allow us to maintain social distancing. So we're going to have to find a venue. As you know, our meeting yesterday was at the Delta, uh, and that was satisfactory. It's not uh, without significant cost, however, and, uh, and it's a little bit difficult. But it was certainly far better than the virtual meetings that we have attempted in the in the last three months leading up to yesterday's meeting. And I'll tell you, for me, it was just wonderful to see everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I can was, imagine. Uh, it, it was uh, like a family reunion almost. <laughs> We're a pretty close-knit board, and we try to maintain that. And, and it was just great to see. It. We, we didn't shake hands with anybody, but we sure said hi. <laughs> And it was good to see all the other directors. Yeah, yeah, I could imagine. I know for my, uh, you know, as a media member, I selfishly would like to see them uh, broadcast that all the time. Just makes things a little bit easier from my perspective. But, uh, yeah, definitely I think more things uh, important, more important things to worry about maybe at this stage of the game. But definitely a, a conversation I think that's worth having. Um, I think oh, that's and we're definitely going to have that conversation. And I, I see this coming in the future. Yeah. I guess what I was trying to say, Jeff, is that I'm just not sure where it's going to come from, whether it'll be from our boardroom or 
uh, or whether it'll be from some other venue right. uh, that we that we have well, chosen or that we have managed to secure. But keep your ear to the ground on this one. There will be some developments, I'm sure, in the next 30 days. We'll oh. be able to give you a bit, of, a bit of a heads up. All right, I'll mark that date in my calendar, 30 days from today here, June 19th. All right, Ken, I think that's pretty much it on the, the board meeting itself. Was there any other highlights that you had from yesterday's meeting that you wanted to bring forward? Uh, no, I just uh, I think I just mentioned it, the fact of how great it was just to see yeah. everybody in person once again, to see the faces as opposed to hearing disjointed voices from uh, from failing <laughs> failing connections. <laughs> well, before I did let you go, though, I did want to just ask a little bit about what's going on at Stump Lake. Of course, you know, it's been a trying situation there for those uh, residents who are living there, the uh, eight-plus homes there that have been affected by significant flooding. Um, and we've heard a lot of back and forth, both from the residents there from the TNRD. We've spoken with people within the provincial government as well. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, I don't want to say finger pointing, but not. Uh, it feels like more studies are, are what's on the horizon and not necessarily more action. I just wanted to get your thoughts on sort of where the situation is right now and what's being done to help support residents. And, and that's, uh, you're quite right. The, the, it's been more than a trying situation, as you put it, for the people at Stump Lake. I went down there. I was on kind of a limited time schedule. There was a boat tour schedule that I wasn't able to participate in, but I don't think I needed to. I saw enough uh, devastation there to convince me that this is this is no small thing. This isn't somebody whose front lawn has gone underwater or whose little flower garden. People are losing their homes, and indeed stand in serious peril of losing their entire investment in those homes, and it's it's tragic it's heartbreaking but we've, we're caught up in a bit of a dilemma here in the first place it's not regardless of what i understand you may have been told by some ministry to the best of our uh, information and research it is not something that the tnrd can deal with i mean the water act is a british columbia government act it's not our act and the and the province is in charge of water what we do and all we do as far as uh, up till now, and as far as we've been able to do up till now, is to provide m- minimal emergency things. I mean, we, if, if we had to evacuate people, uh, we would provide emergency accommodation for them. Uh, we do provide sand, sandbags, and that sort of thing. But that's the limit of not just of our uh, responsibility, it's the limit of our ability, period, to, uh, to assist these people. So we've been looking to the provincial government for some help on this. Now, having said that, the provincial government, or whoever takes it, is going to have a very, very difficult time of it. Because any action that's taken to help the people at Stump Lake, there's only one action that can be taken to help the people at Stump Lake, and that's to remove a substantial amount of water from the lake itself. Now, uh, that cannot be done, and I heard Todd Stone yesterday, I want to return to that in a moment, Uh, that cannot be done without consultation with the people downstream. And so that's why we are in the process of trying to arrange funding for a hydrological study that will measure the effects of of a measured discharge from Stump Lake, because it goes from Stump Lake down through uh, a couple of ranches and some Ducks Unlimited property and into Nicola Lake. And the director um, from that area, David Laird, was as recently as four weeks ago taking people on tours up Nicola Lake to show them the problem of, uh, of flooding there. 
So obviously, if you pour more water into Nicola Lake, you've got flooding there. And uh, for more seriously, for some people, the next thing is it has to uh, exit Nicola Lake. And when it exits Nicola Lake, it goes into the Nicola River. It runs right through the city of Merritt and down through Lower Nicola. We've had major, major flooding problems both in the city of Merritt and more so even in the Lower Nicola area. There's been bridges that have been taken out. There's all kinds of things that have uh, that have resulted from increased flow of the Nicola River. So th th this is not something that we can undertake without a proper hydrological study. This is, and I did hear uh, uh, MLA Stone say yesterday, but the time for studies is over. But I, I'm, I have a phone call in to him. I want to talk to him about this because this is pretty serious. And I don't think that we can proceed without a proper study because we have to measure the impacts on the people downstream. And it, it would be utterly irresponsible just to suddenly say, well, fine, we'll let the water out of Stump Lake and to hell with everybody below Stump Lake. We cannot do things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I did speak yesterday myself with uh, Minister uh, Doug Donaldson out of the Ministry of Forest and, and Land Development, and he was talking about how it is, uh, in his opinion, this is what he said to me yesterday, he says, uh, our staff uh, met on Wednesday with the TNRD to hear from them about long and short-term solutions. We're focused on that. Um, and then they went on to say the, the, they, that being the TNRD, hold the ultimate responsibility, but we want to make sure that we are a part of the solution. Um, I guess just when you hear that I mean, it, like you said, uh, you you think it's up to the province to kind of step up to the table a little bit here. Todd Stone was saying it's up to the province to come forward with some money to start making up some solutions, whether that is a study or not. Um, it just feels like a lot of finger pointing here, and and you know where where do we go from here? This is just a, it, it feels like a, a bit of a a circle, a bit of a merry-go-round we're on right now. Well, I can tell you that if there is uh, an area of responsibility for the TNRD, we will not uh, shrink from that, and we will not back away from it. And I, I didn't uh, attend any meeting with Minister Donaldson, and I'd be more than delighted to study any legislative authority he has for the proposition that this is a TNRD responsibility. I uh, have to tell you, no, this comes as a disappointment to you, Jeff, but indeed I have been wrong in the past, and I might be wrong about this. But so far, we have found absolutely no legislative authority for the proposition that it is a regional district responsibility. And I would go beyond that and to say that we're probably not even able to, uh, to interfere in the, uh, in the administration of water resources. So if Minister Donaldson has some legislation that would prove me wrong, I'll be more than happy to see it. And if anybody can establish that it is a TNRD responsibility, as I said, we certainly won't shrink from it. We never have, never will. Well, Ken, uh, thank you so much for your time. Sorry to get you a little bit fired up there at the end, but I really appreciate you coming up and, and talking to me on, on what happened yesterday's meeting. Glad you guys were able to finally get together and see some faces. I know you've been missing for a little while, and, uh, yeah, we'll continue to follow the issues here as well as they progress. But thanks so much for your time here today. Thanks ever so much, Jeff. Always, always a pleasure. That was the chair of the Thompson-Nicola Regional District there, Ken Gillis.